wrong, Daniel? Well, I'm just very lonely, and, you know, I'd love to be able to find someone to date. Is, is there an app, you think, that could help me with that? Um, I heard that there's this app that it's, uh, I think it's just revolutionary. It's called Bumble. Uh, Tell me more. Yeah, so so the cool thing about this is uh, instead of, you know, getting matched with a bunch of bots, bots and stuff like that, you know, the 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 lady or I don't forget what the gay side does, but whatever. But the oh, first you match with. I didn't know Bumble had a gay side, no, It does honest. have a gay That's side. That's pretty cool. It also has a right, friend side, too. Like just say you yeah, want to be I, I knew about that and a business side. They've if, been very uh, yeah, but but yeah, if you uh yeah, but the person that you match with actually has to like talk to you first, so so you don't get that whole like, oh, is this just a bot thing or hey, you know, do they did they just match uh, with me on accident? Like you know, you know, I feel like uh, also you could do a Bumble Boost, which you know during the day. <laughs> Well, all of that sounds fantastic. I can't wait to get my love life on track using Bumble, a great new app. Use promo code Tinder Riverdale <laughs> to get fifty percent off your first purchase. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to use this right after watching Love Simon and maybe Love Victor. <laughs> Two great pieces of media for the whole family. While you swipe on Bumble. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to Inter Riverdale. Um, Sponsored by Bumble this week. <laughs> yeah, remember last week when, oh, well, no, a couple weeks now, where we're just like, wow, they're really talking about Bumble. Like, mm-hmm. they're paying. They're not done. <laughs> they're not yeah. done. Still still doing it. Weirdly, the uh, least weird thing about this episode. <laughs> oh, see, the thing is, it's like, I may have been half asleep when I watched this. I don't remember being, there being too many things, but there probably is a lot. I think there is a lot. Um, from my perspective, there was a lot, and uh, we'll see if you agree with me by the time we get through this. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to take us a minute, so let's just jump right on in. This is Riverdale Season 3, Episode 12, Chapter 47, Bizarro, De- Bizarro Dale, presented by Bumble. Oh, uh, while, while we're at the beginning of this, they mm. mentioned the fuck bunker and that everyone has they sex do, on by that name. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, it is canonical. That is the fuck bunker. Uh, oh, dude. Okay, this is the recap. I was like, I thought we maybe we had just jumped in the episode. No, we're on the recap. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that we weren't. Also, I called it. I called. You it did what? call it. I yeah. Called it. <laughs> uh, Josie and Archie kiss at the end of this. Yeah. You were correct. Yeah, I was. See, like that's the only thing I was able to call in this show. So I need to be happy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't manage to call that there's going to be another two gangs joining Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many gangs. We're up to five now. We're up to five gangs in Riverdale. And one of them is tied to a cult. (laughs) Yeah. And there's another cult we haven't talked about yet, really. God, this is, sorry, this intro is another one of those moments where, like, uh, frog in boiling water. If you just take this out of the context of what it's been building up to, it's just bonkers. Drughead monologues. Riverdale is like Bizarro Town, uh, where murder, mystery, and candy drugs aren't the exception; they're the norm. At least they call it out that they're candy drugs. At least they call yeah. that out. <laughs> right. I think this is the episode of them just calling their own shit out. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and so we pan past the uh, main gang to focus in on uh, Sheriff Keller and Attorney McCoy and Kevin and Josie. Um, and the two adults are explained they just finalized their divorces. So now they want a wedding, but they just want like a quiet, intimate thing, you know, like at the courthouse. They don't want to make a big deal. And in like a very cute exchange, both Kevin and Josie are like, um, but the spectacle, the pizzazz, where's it at? At least allow us to throw you an after party. Yeah. Also, uh, Tom Keller is uh, looking rather dilfy today. Like, I'm just. Oh, yeah. He's. I mean, oh, as always. I mean, no, I think I think that the hair, like, I know it's like a military cut or whatever, but like it works mm-hmm. with him like really well. Mm-hmm. So. It's not even a military, because it's too long to be a military cut, but he's got, like, that, like, almost pompadour swoop back thing. And, yeah, it's a, it's a good silver silver fox look. Yeah. He's a little scruffy, too. Uh, so, pr- yeah. real good. Oh, yeah, the scruff, I think, is what's adding to it. I don't think he's been at this scruffy before. Oh, I do want to, I do want to lampshade something real quick, mm-hmm. like a pen. So, mm-hmm. uh, I guess Marcus is, our, or Goose, Goose is, wow, a Moose's <laughs> dad. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, we're big friends in ROTC since, you know, high school and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just put a pin in that. Just a nice little mm-hmm. pin. I did not. Uh, Sierra does mention that because uh, they invite him to like the after party and he's like, oh, I got to check my schedule, which is, you know, kind of a rude thing to say. And especially the way he delivered it. And uh, Sierra brushes off saying, well, you know, he's always been jealous of us because he had a crush on me. And we can put a pin in that as well. Oh, yeah, let's just put a pin. Ooh, so many pins we need in yeah. this. Uh, yeah, we cut to... Oh, oh, what was that reference? You need to go back. All right, we'll <laughs> jump back. Okay, so we have uh, Tony uh, Tony Topaz mm-hmm. and Cheryl Blossom there in mm-hmm. the bed. And be like, it's so nice to sleep in a bed. Which, then then right. she, she owns the house. Yeah, this could have happened a long time ago. But... But their uh, SAT scores just came in through their phones. Yeah, and uh, Cheryl makes the reference much like Desert. Wait, yeah, Desert Hearts. Desert Hearts. Yep. My score isn't is not perfect. Uh, And then the next line is, but it's close. Yeah. Which? What the fuck is that reference? Also, Tony Topaz got a perfect score in the SAT. Oh, I thought you knew, and that's why you wanted to go back to see. Let me let me Google it. Desert Hearts. Uh, is a romance drama from 1985, something Cheryl definitely would know about. Well, you know, she's Cheryl. Uh, New York professor Helen Shaver divorces her husband and has an affair with another woman. Oh, that's why she's making that reference in 1959, Reno. Uh, Because get it? She's gay. Get it? Oh, also, let me put a pin in Cheryl being kind of shitty later on today. Oh. Like, I got yeah. so fucking bad at the point. Are, are all these events coming back to you, Jesse? Are you remembering <laughs> no, the no. nonsense that was this episode? I remember I got so fucking pissed at Cheryl at one point. But luckily, they call mm-hmm. it out later. But god right. damn, she was shitty oh, later yeah, this yeah, episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, they call it out immediately, which is cool. <laughs> which but, I'm um, glad. But yeah. fuck. So jumping uh, to the uh, third plot line of this episode, <laughs> which uh, goes- I'm not even going to rank them A, B, C anymore. It's just one, two, three, and four. Uh, the third plot line of the episode is uh, we're revisiting how Hermione sold a drug lab to a mysterious anonymous buyer, hmm. and they're coming to collect, and there's no more drug lab. So she's making her daughter come up with the money. <laughs> hey, hey, um, hey, hey, mayor of this town. Mm-hmm. 
just just make some bullshit up. I mean, don't don't you own a Glamourge egg that's worth more than the GDP of most small nations? Yeah. Oh wait, no, never mind. That did get broken. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always confused how much money exactly Hiram has, because he's handing out those eggs as, like, party favors to people he's bribing, like it's nothing. But then, like, half the time I feel like they're struggling with money. It's a little weird. I feel like, <clears throat> okay, I feel like what is the difference is that they don't have a lot of liquid assets. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. not able to move stuff quickly, but they're good overall. Right. Like, they're, they, like, non-liquid assets, they're great. But they're not able to move a lot of a lot of cash around because they don't have it on hand per se. Sure, sure, sure. Because that's what that's uh, what Reggie's a lot of people a, are. Sorry. Right. Reggie's wearing a leather jacket this episode because uh, he's a bad boy now. Oh, also, he is no longer as much of a scumbag as he used to be. I don't think I like him as much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they had to give him like character development oh. now that he's a regular. Oh. Yeah. Like I don't think I like him. He's still a good character. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I really liked it when he was a fucking yeah, scumbag. Yeah, he's missing that scummy edge of his. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Cheryl's applying to her dream school, which is a Blossom Legacy School. Um, all the Blossoms attend here, or all the Blossom women. I think she said. Um, and so she's doing her interview and talking about her, you know, near perfect SAT score and her extracurriculars, the fact that she's legacy. And then the Dean says, um, well, unfortunately this year, the board has decided that we are no longer accepting legacy applicants, uh, which we'll circle back to, uh, later as we enter plot point, uh, four of this episode, which is Kevin and Moose. Uh, are making out, and then Kevin asks Moose to be his date, because Kevin's tired of Moose being in the closet. Um, And Moose initially here, I believe, says, no, we can't come out to his dad, because his dad's, you know, Mr. Tough Military Man. Yeah, put a pin in that. Yep, a lot of pins this episode. (laughs) Yeah, For a lot of different grenades. It's just just like, it's just a corkboard filled with pins, and like, none of them connect. There's no yard, it's just... (laughs) It is just a basket full of grenades that we have been inserting the pins into, and later we'll pull them out, and things will go boom. Uh, Let's see, this is storyline five, which is uh, that Josie goes to visit her summer fling, Sweet Pea. I actually like this scene, um, to ask him to be her date to the wedding after party, and Sweet Pea's like, yo, listen, what we had over the summer was, like, really cool, and I like you a lot, but... You can't just, like, come hit me up whenever you're feeling lonely and then toss me aside when you're fine. If we're gonna do this, like, I want to be in a relationship with you. And if that makes me clingy or, you know, whatever, that's fine. But, like, that's it. Like, we either make this official or please leave. Uh, which I think is cool that he gets to make that ultimatum. It's it's very mature again, like because yeah. I think they don't know how to draw out drama, so they make really right. more really mature <laughs> Weirdly decisions. Weirdly mature, yeah. <laughs> like, Especially since Sweet Pea, like up until this point, has uh, been the hot headed serpent that's constantly trying to undermine Jughead. Uh, I guess getting some of that pussy really mellowed him out. Yeah, <laughs> and also I think I think him and Fangs are like kind of like you know. Yeah, I think they're making out. I think they're touching butts. Yeah, Get, getting some of that dick also helped mellow, out, yeah. mellow him out, I guess. Yeah. Um. So we jump back to Cheryl, who's confronting <laughs> Penelope, who's wearing 
a fucking, like, ermine, uh, what do you call it when it just goes over one shoulder, like a sash, but it's fur. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. There's a word for about. that, yeah. It's, it's like a, it's some Frenchy Finch word, probably. Yeah. But uh, Penelope is wearing one of those inside her brothel, and Cheryl's come to say, uh, I know you're on the board for the college, I know you're the reason they're no longer accepting legacy applicants, you witch. Uh, how dare you? Uh, and then, um, Penelope says, Cheryl, my dear girl, I'm a homophobe. What part of that don't you get? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I... <laughs> Remember when I sent you to conversion therapy? I'm a homophobe. Like, she's very upfront about it, too. Just like, yeah, yeah we don't want your people there. And yeah. it's like, ooh. <laughs> Listen, the murder and the BDSM and the sex work, that's all cool. Homophobia, or sorry... Gay people? No. This is a strictly homophobic... Why does this pose look, make it look like Mary McCoy pegs Sheriff Keller? <laughs> okay, let me tell you, this scene is just like... First off... Oh, and no, I forgot they were role-playing here. This actually made me cringe super no, hard. This... I do not like seeing people role-play. No, also, as a person who gets distracted when, like, by anything while doing intimate mm-hmm. stuff... Role playing would be horrible by me. I'd be like, "Oh <laughs> fuck! Oh, oh wait, what was I doing?" <laughs> no, but no, it. Def- no, but I'm pretty sure that Mayor McCoy pegs him. You know, you know, it it seems pretty good because she seems to be the dominant one there. Yeah, he, he seems a- to like. He's smiling a lot at the fact that she's on top of him, pushing him down. <laughs> yeah, and like, and he has the proper form for it too. Like, has a little bit mm-hmm. of an arch. Like, not yeah, right. yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. So, I'm not sure if this is, like, their whole honeymoon thing. No, because later they do the honeymoon thing. They just have a hotel room, I think. Or maybe this is the inside of uh, Attorney McCoy's home that we've never seen. But there's so Well, no, because there's a cart of snacks. They're definitely in a hotel room. Okay. Sorry. I figured it out. I guess that's probably a courtesy to their kids. Um, but they're in a hotel room having sexy times and role-playing. Uh, it's weird, yeah. but she goes over to the snack cart to get some refreshments, uh, as one does before you fuck, um, and pulls up the silver dome thing. There's a word for that as well that I don't remember, um, but instead of... Closh. Oh, go ahead. Do you know it? Closh. 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 Yeah, the closh. Closh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she I pulls do... open the closh. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You go ahead. Sorry. I... Okay. No. Yeah, but she pulls um, up the closh, yeah. Yeah, she pulls up the closh, but instead of a delicious snack underneath... To fuel her sex antics, it is a letter from the Gargoyle King. This is plot, what, six? Uh, I believe this is, yeah, uh, I think this is plot six. <laughs> wait, 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 do you count? No, no, this is plot six. I'm counting all the Cheryl yeah. stuff as plot, one plot. Um, yes, yeah, same. Uh, but I do want to ask something real quick. Mm-hmm. And I need I need your opinion on it. Okay. So... So a lot of people do like dinner, dinner, or you know, and then and then then they have sex and everything. Right. I feel like it should be opposite. I feel like you should have sex and then have dinner because if you have a lot of food on you your belly, you are not c- incorrect, Jesse. Yeah, because like I just know personally, if I if I have like a good dinner, first off, I'm also I'm I'm big. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. Like if I'm if I'm eating, mm-hmm. I'm eating until I'm full. Hey, but that slows yeah. you down. That gets you. Mm, yeah. I feel like you should, you know, eat later when you're, you know, when you need to get energy back up. And and I feel like no, for real, Jesse. Multiple times while I've been over at uh, my girlfriend's place, we'll order dinner and eat it, and then I'll think as I'm eating it, "Fuck, we're probably gonna have sex later. 
but this is a lot of food. I hope I'm not too full. Yeah, because like I'm kind of stressed out about it. Because because like because like what I think personally anyway, mm-hmm. like as an adult, as adults and stuff, like you could say, hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna eat a lot of food now, and mm-hmm. I want to have a, like a little bit of lightness to me, whatever we're fucking. Right. Yeah. But like, I, f- I feel like it should be the opposite. I feel like we've we've fucked up all of the whole like date thing. I feel like if you know you're gonna fuck, you should fuck before you have dinner. Well, you know the gays often do that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but for different reasons. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh. uh um, but yeah. But, no. But I agree. Okay. You're correct. Yeah. I I just feel like you know yeah. they're probably doing out of order. Also, th- yeah. what are you gonna do? Eat a lot of like sweet stuff like right before you go to bed? Come on. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that wasn't really like a dinner cart though. That was like a dessert cart. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that means they already had dinner. Yeah. But it's late though. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I, I just, mean, maybe. I, just feel I mean, like, I just feel. I guess I don't know what uh, Tom Keller does now that he's not the sheriff anymore. Um, you know, McCoy has a job. Maybe it's after her job that they get to meet up, and so it's you know dinner time by the time. That's what happens with me, and my girlfriend. Uh, she gets off work, and you know it's already like six thirty or seven. It's like I'm fucking hungry. We gotta eat first. I'm not trying to fuck on an empty stomach either, you know? Yeah. Oh, here's the th- one minute ad for Bumble, I think. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, it is. Cheryl. Oh, man, I love Cheryl's line in here. Be like, oh, mm. I'm so. Oh, wait, what was the thing? Sorry. She she does well, that well, Victorian. Yeah, she does that Victorian slash like teenager, current teenager thing. Mm hmm. No, oh, I guess their ship name is Coos. That's gross. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that. That sounds like they might as well call it like Cushy or something like that. Coosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she says, uh, the line is uh Oh, sullen, tender hearted Kevin. I'm not talking about cruising. I'm talking about Bumble. And then she opens the app up on his phone. <laughs> this incredible. is when she starts playing. Wait, can you do? Can you cut this scene and put some like corporate music behind it to make it just natural? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I will. Um, but basically, the scene was Kevin was looking sad, so Penelope sat or not Penelope. Wow, not Penelope. Shell sat down because I guess she's friends. Oh, well, you know what? He directs all the musicals. She loves to be the center of attention. I think that's where their friendship comes from. Um, but she's like, why are you fucking depressed? And he's like, well, Moose doesn't want to come out. And she's like, well, move on then. Uh, and that's when we get to Bumble. And she's like, look at all the great features it has. I'm sure you can find a well-adjusted, handsome, out proud fellow out there. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's like, no, I, I like Moose a lot. I just wish that, you know, he could come out to his dad. Um, and then Cheryl is going to go do some extremely Cheryl shit here in a second, inspired by this. Oh my god, I hated her for like a good minute after this. Oh god, I'm sorry. Some Someone in the writer's room fucking came writing this line right here. Thought it was going to be like on t-shirts and shit. Thought that the teens would really like this. Um, she says, uh, it, it burns me that there are people in this town that still believe that being gay is anything less than rapturous. Like... That feels very much like we tried our best to get this as a Tumblr gift set trending. I just, like, I feel like you could get, like, at least five good reaction gifts from every episode. Hmm. No, but I'm talking about, like, those artsy gift sets. It would be, like, six gift sets of uh, Cheryl and uh, Tony cuddling and kissing and stuff. And then the caption would be, 
it burns me that they're da, 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 anything less than rapturous or whatever. And, you know, the tiny italic font. You have you the technology. I could do it. I'm not gonna, because the writers tried too hard with that one. Well, I feel like I feel like we, you know, to get interested in the show and everything, you should try to get, you know, Riverdale. <laughs> <Get interested. laughs> you know, where's where's your where's your chutzpah? You know, right. Uh, step step one is to get people to know about Riverdale so that they can step two listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> master plan well to be fair there's a lot of people who listen to rewatch podcasts of shows they never watch mm-hmm. so um yeah so cheryl's doing the morning announcements which i guess is a thing she's always done as student body president <laughs> apparently uh but she uh announces the launch of essentially a gsa a gay straight alliance um and then says uh <laughs> for example if there were a hunky uh, R-R-O-T-C member who happened to be deeply closeted and wanted to go with his boyfriend to a certain wedding uh, for his boyfriend's dad, then this would be the time for him to come out. You know, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. You know, she could have said, you know, baby, okay, I want to redo this scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, because first off, she did one of the shittiest things you can do. Right. Like, don't out people. I do not care if you have 100% proof that they are gay as fuck for, like, for like all of their lives. You don't out them until... You don't out right. them. You don't. Like, that's one of them. Yeah. But also, she might as well have, like, put coordinates to exactly where Moose is at right. all times with, like, a like closeted to, like, frill. Yeah, yeah it, it's a very blatant who this is. Yeah, um, like, everyone in the school knows who she's talking about. Like she could have, all she needed to say was like, "Let's say someone is in the closet and they want to find the courage right. to come out to their parents." But it's Cheryl, so yeah. of course she's she does the most. And Moose confronts Kevin about. It. I was like, "Did you tell her?" He's like, "Did I tell her to out you?" No, fucking of course not. <laughs> everyone is like um, upset with her, and I'm yeah, very glad right. about it. Yeah, uh, but he does transition that to saying, "But while we're on the topic, I can't keep doing this brokeback Riverdale thing with you." Listen, if you don't want to come out, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But I can't keep, you know, secretly dating a guy in the closet. So either come out or we're done. Which also feels very mature. But also, yeah. they, can't, they they don't know how to make a plot point last for more than an episode most oh, of the time. No. So. Jesse, we're already on plot six. <laughs> we don't have time to let any of these breathe. <laughs> uh, so Tony busts into the girls' bathroom and chews out Cheryl for doing that. Um... And basically says that she makes everything about herself and that, or that she doesn't have perspective, I guess. Also, I uh, thought Beryl, Cheryl was bi. Like, is she just, or was that like an act? Like, it felt like she was interested in her brother mm-hmm. and Archie. Again, I think we established that her her sexuality is <laughs> men with red hair and girls. Oh, so it's kind of like uh, the sexuality of... People who dress up in Spider-Man costumes and look good at them and girls. That's some people yeah, have. Yeah. Ex- exactly like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> guys with thread heads. So Yeah. Um Um, and then she also explains that uh basically her uncle, which I guess is her only family, kicked her out for being gay, and that's why the serpents were so important to her. And I wanna get that line she just said right there. Um, because they were kind of her found family. Uh, and then Cheryl, realizing now that she's made a boo-boo, says, I didn't realize, and uh, Tony says, of course you didn't, because uh, you're too busy being Cheryl. 
Which is like this is who you are. I get that, but no, this was wrong this time. You you did it bad. This whole episode is just a call out post for this show. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like Tony pretty much has to be like, "Hey, shut up! Listen yeah. to me. Listen to my words." Yeah, and uh... but basically, she's like, you know, going to that college is your legacy. The serpents were my legacy. I'm. You know, lost right now. I don't have anyone besides you, and it sucks. Um, and so Cheryl says, "I understand now. I am going to fix this in a Cheryl fashion." Oh, I have a better example of of uh, se- someone's sexuality. It's like mm. people whose sexuality is women and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ew! Really, Ryan Reynolds? A is lot the of one? straight dudes. A lot of straight dudes are. Just, oh, like, oh, sorry. I was thinking dudes. about. Women being attracted to men. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. It's you're, dudes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, dudes. Because yeah, I, no, I, I got you now. I, you know, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm pretty mm-hmm. down with Ryan Reynolds too. He's funny. Ryan Reynolds is just like a completely acceptable guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, a, he's aggressively a decent dude and funny yeah. and seems to be able to call himself out if he does something shitty. Yeah. I mean, aside from the time where he got married at a plantation. Oh, uh, that's really. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> that's white people shit. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. I could. I. He's also painfully white, but. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But it's kind of like a lot of straight dudes orientations. Yeah. He he's got um that movie coming out, Free Guy, where he's basically a video game NPC, and I think that was perfect casting because like name me a more NPC ass like non offensively attractive, but like not stand out sort of like celebrity actor than Ryan Reynolds. He's perfect I'm, for it. I might actually see that in theaters because it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. It actually does look kind of fun, yeah, but I was just like, that's great casting. <laughs> like, yeah. he, this man is an NPC. All those SJWs are NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is, is this plot seven? I'm going to call this plot seven. Right. I'm going to call this plot seven because this does it. Because, like, Cheryl... Has like three plots she's in, but we're just counting yeah. all of those together. I think this is a separate yeah. one because Archie is involved. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, no. This is part of plot six. Sorry, oh, this is oh. Josie's plot line that Archie's <clears throat> connected to. All right, we're not at seven. We're we're on plot okay. six or five, whichever one was Josie's. I think we're gonna get a six though. We probably will. Yeah. I mean, no. Seven. Oh, I know we will actually. <laughs> no, no, we will. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But uh, yeah, this is Josie. Um, you know, Archie popped in to go rehearse with her practice or not even rehearse but like jam with her because he's not practicing or anything um but josie's like i'm stressed out because uh the uh juilliard uh there's a juilliard edition that i have this afternoon and i don't have a ride because i was gonna ask sweet pea but sweet pea kind of <laughs> dumped me actually i think she says that she broke up with him uh, uh, mm, uh yeah dear saving face there honey yeah um. yeah um but uh Archie's I think she also explains that she's like super nervous about it because her parents her mom doesn't know about it because uh her mom doesn't like super approve of her singing career she wants her daughter to have like a real job quote unquote uh so she's not going to tell her mom about it till after the audition's done one way or the other and I'll come back later we'll put a pin in that uh jumping back to the uh plot three I think the Veronica needs money plot <laughs> Uh, Veronica's gone over their books. They do not have enough liquid between La Bonne Nuit or Pops to pay off uh, this drug buy. So, 
uh, Reggie comes up with a brilliant idea, which is <laughs> still from his dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, so his dad owns like a car dealership, and he's like, "Hey, wait a minute." The security guard's only there at night. I'll just steal from my dad. Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back later. Also, Veronica gets super horny at the idea of role-playing robbery with him. I feel like almost everyone in this town, except for like three people, have like, just get horny from adrenaline. Like, I mean, that's why Penelope's BDSM <laughs> club is doing so well, Jesse. She's <laughs> like, we're going to beat you close to death, and maybe, maybe, yeah. hmm, maybe you get a handy. Yeah. I mean, that's why she's making the big bucks right now, because that's everyone in Riverdale is about that. Fucking shocking that he talked her into this. This is insanity. Yeah, and they are getting um, so horny. Like, they are, yeah. like... Yeah, no, she's into it. Like, yeah, the DM asked for also, an opposing persuasion versus insight roll, and uh, okay. Reggie rolled like an eighteen, and she rolled like a three. Did you? Did you? Did Baby Driver come out in two thousand nineteen? Uh, she does reference that, so let's find out. Baby Driver release date. Because like, when was... did when did season four come out? Two thousand seventeen. Oh. Was I? Yeah, the uh, linear progression of time, huh? You know, time sucks. Can I say that? Time is a shitty yeah. thing. Okay, and this, and then this season three came out in October of 2018, so it's yeah. a relevant and recent <sighs> uh, reference for them. Okay, because I was just like, I thought that came out in 2019, but apparently right. not. No. Um, and so, along with uh, Gargoyle King's letter to uh, Keller and McCoy that tells them we didn't mention what it said, but it said essentially uh, re-meet with the Midnight Club at the high school to finish Ascension Night. Um, and so now we're here with all the other people of the Midnight Club uh, who also got letters. And uh, I, I want to... Uh, they're, they're discussing it, and there's not too much here to say, but uh, at some point, someone says uh, like, why this? Why now? Why is it happening? Here we go, yeah. And we all know why it's happening, uh, Penelope says. And she says... <laughs> Uh, because two members of the original Midnight Club are daring to get married, to be happy, to move on, or whatever. Something along those lines. And uh, Hermione's in this room. <laughs> Y'all remember Hermione, the one who married Hiram, who was also in the Midnight Club? Yeah. Y'all remember that, maybe? Y'all y'all think about that? Yeah, there's... And anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Like, Hermione even has a line here about getting Hiram to meet them there, because they need everyone from the Midnight Club, including Hiram, who married a member of the Midnight Club some time ago. Yeah. Oh, I don't think... Oh, I don't think I remember the, the audition at all. Because uh, they don't show it. Yeah. But uh, but basically, there's the audition, and uh, Archie is there. I wonder why. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's uh, some romantic tension or something happening. Right. Between them. Either that or he's uh, what the incels call friend-zoned. <laughs> well, I mean, Jesse, <coughs> she, he, he was the, uh, he, he, he was her ride. He drove her there, so. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Oh, he said he had yeah. the jalopy, which is not a jalopy. Yeah. It's a hot rod. It runs really well. Uh, Remember? Does it? Yeah. No, remember? No, he doesn't. No, not Hiram's hot rod. He gave that back. He has the <coughs> junker that he got and built with his dad before he went no, to jail. No, but the junker worked, though. 
it works, but that doesn't... A jalopy still runs, Jesse. It's just a shitty car. I don't think it's a shitty car. It looked like it ran really well and fast and, like, they had fun in it. But whatever. Never mind. Oh, they did drive to Sweetwater Creek in it. Yeah. So whatever. You know, it's whatever. Um... Uh, so now we're with Veronica, who's the getaway driver for this really ill-thought-out oh, uh, heist. Uh, she's reading The Girls in 3B, which um, I think is only relevant because I think <clears throat> that means that uh, Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 3B is a reference to this, and I didn't know that, and that's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, but she hears gunshots, and wouldn't it have been funny if hmm. Reggie had just fucking died here? <laughs> So, uh, remember that pen I said to put in just a few minutes ago? Mm -hmm. Turns out there was a person there. Also, yep. uh, they shot him in the arm. Yeah. And also... Looks like he got grazed. He's... Yeah. That's his car that everyone knows about. Right, yeah. So, they're using <laughs> Reggie's car as the getaway vehicle. His, like, very expensive custom hot rod car that's, like, very, uh, distinguishable and noticeable and distinct is their getaway vehicle. It's, uh, you know, you know, uh, also Reggie wore a gargoyle mask to do it so they can pin it on the gargoyles. Yeah. Also, Veronica fucking sitting there and being like, oh my God, you got shot. Are you okay? He's like, drive. What is wrong with you? <laughs> They're coming. Um, so Charles implemented, uh, a like three step plan to get revenge and help Tony or whatever. And part one is to blackmail Penelope by taking pictures of all her clients. Yeah, which is... That's not good to do. This also seems very swerfy. Um... It seems swerfy to me, like, to... To, like, try to shame people because of their sex work, which they are doing... Well, they're not sh They're not shaming the sex workers, they're shaming the clientele, the Johns. That's still shitty, though, because the Johns yes. the Johns are part of I, the, the transaction. I don't know if that makes it swerfy. I don't know if it makes... Okay, they're just shitty. They're just being shitty right now. Maybe... Because I, th I, I thought they were trying to shame the... Uh, I, maybe it's because, I, again, I was half sleeping to watch this, but I thought they were mm -hmm. trying to shame the sex workers. No. So if they're trying to shame the uh, Johns, it's, then... No, it's the Johns. Yeah, they're, they're just... They're being just shitty in general. Also... There's a part of that scene that made me a, a little unsettled. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, Cheryl was just like, hey, we'll make you do what we want. She has a, like, a little like kind of nine tails, a little flog. Yeah. She, she, she snaps it. She says, uh, <clears throat> you're not the only one who knows how to dominate or something along Which, those lines. in a brothel, mm -hmm. it feels weird, you know? Um, just, just little Cherylisms. Yeah, it feels weird to do that in a brothel, talking yep. to your mother, who you have tied up yeah. multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Penelope's aware you know how to dominate, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. she'll, um, she'll get you all sticky, too, if you don't. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> but cutting back to um, plot five or whatever, uh, Josie bombed her audition. They they did not give her the callback. Then uh, Josie's feeling very bummed about it and saying how alone she is now and she doesn't even have her dream or whatever. Uh, and Archie's like, I'll do it. I'll be your date. Um, he's like, you know, remember a few months ago when I was in a very dark place uh, and you, like, dragged me out of a bar and threw me in a shower? I want to do the same for you, but, like, metaphorically. Yeah. 
I wonder if there's anything that we can do together that would relieve stress in some way. Maybe <laughs> release endorphins in your brain. Reggie is taking it very nice. Okay, we're in the Bonnawee. Yeah. Reggie yeah. and Veronica are kind of talking about it. And, ooh, okay, yeah, basically, Reggie would be like, well, at least I could say I got shot. Yeah. Again, he got grazed, <clears> so I. it's not... Like, she literally just put a Band-Aid on it, and it's fine. Um, has Archie been shot yet? Uh, hmm? Has he? I mean, he's been stabbed, branded. Mm-hmm. Stabbed, branded, beat up, mauled. mauled. I don't know that he's been shot, so Reggie's got him, got that over him. I least. feel like as long as as long as Archie's around, be like, well, I got, I almost got killed by a bear. <laughs> right. Also, he I hasn't have a been brand. shot. Also, Can't I got branded that. by a cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right next to my knife wound. Yeah, it turns out that the so. Uh, there, there is a die pack in there, and Reggie gets blasted. But like Reggie, my man, why do you know nothing about your dad's business? You know that he has money. Maybe, just maybe. Like you, you didn't know his security, uh, so you got shot, and then you didn't know he stocks the money with die packs. Like what? What have you been doing this whole time, my guy? I feel like what I would do is for like a couple of days or so, like I'd be like, right. well, this is my legacy. I probably need to look around and stuff. To be fair, I do think they're on a time crunch. I think they like go pretty <laughs> immediately after this to the drop off. But like, yeah, they could have. It's come on, Reg. It's all I got. Yeah, to say. like, come on. Like, I feel like you would at least pretend to care because he says this is my yeah. legacy. Right. So he's gonna get he's he's gonna be the person who gets the job yeah. at the the car dealership after he graduates from yeah, high you, school. You'd think he'd know some of this stuff. Yeah. Now also a little wild that a car dealership was putting die packs in like bags of money, in my opinion. Oh, also, uh another really good thing that happens mm-hmm. is uh where we cut back to we cut back to uh the school, Riverdale High. Right. And uh, uh for Moose plot two. <laughs> for plot yes. two, Moose openly kisses uh mm-hmm. uh Kevin yeah. and uh he was just like, Oh, how did your dad deal with this? Be like, Well he's kinda weird at first and then we got some pop pie uh, pops. Yeah. And yeah, so that's probably a good sign, right? We're yeah. probably cool, right? I wonder yeah, if so. it, I wonder if everything's cool. Oh, nothing, probably fine. Nothing, we'll put a pin in that. That you know, everything's going good. Nothing bad <laughs> yeah. will happen. Nope. <laughs> um. So yeah, Moose is now out. He came out to his dad. Uh. Then after that little scene, we're gonna jump back over to plot point uh, six. Uh. Cheryl re-interviewing now that the board has uh changed their mind on. Uh, the idea that they shouldn't accept legacy students thanks to some blackmail. Um, and so they're about to do the interview again, and then Cheryl says, respectfully, uh, I'm a shoe-in. You know I'm coming here. So why don't we spend your time doing something more worthwhile, like interviewing uh, this unquestionably worthy candidate, uh, Antoinette Topaz, who is wearing a chunky Avril Lavigne plaid tie and a vest with no shirt underneath for this prestigious interview. We we stand a queen. Like, come on. Like, that is just... Oh, chef kiss. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know that I would have gone with the chunky plaid tie. Uh, the vest is fine. But... Like... Especially if it's like a messy knot. It's not like... It's very, like, Avril Lavigne punk. 
And somehow the dean is like chill with this and like, okay, I guess I'll interview you instead. That's fine. Like, I mean, they're gonna she like Cheryl's gonna get in because she has money. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter if they don't say they don't do legacy anymore. Right. Like well, they no, do. They it. reverse that, so no. they will. Yeah, she's definitely going. It's just like weird that then the dean would be like. Well, I guess that frees up my afternoon. I guess I'll interview you. No. Um, um, are we going to call this plot so, plot seven or not? Because I think it diverges. I I agree. It does diverge here. And I don't okay. believe this becomes plot seven, which is... Uh, so Veronica and Reggie are at the drop-off to give what money they could raise uh, to this mysterious uh, buyer. Or actually, uh, I guess the intermediary, intermediary for the buyer uh, is what Hermione said. They were sending someone on behalf of the buyer. And who should show up? But one Miss Gladys Jones, and they do like a like a cool like little sexy steam when she gets out. Oh yeah, the the pan from the foot because it's the big reveal of who it is, right? Um, it, oh, and she does the equivalent. So basically, they throw the bag. The money, the yeah. money is just covered with dye, and yeah. um, she does the equivalent of, you know. You're okay. You're good kids. I'm going to let this go by. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And she's like, wow, so your mom sent you, her kid, to go sort out her mess, huh? Wow. That's that's rough, bud. (laughs) She sounds like she sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's weird. Uh, So they find out that this is Jughead's mom. And Reggie's just like, uh, Mrs. Miss Jones, please, if you just give us a little bit more time, I'm sure we can get your money. It's not like, they like, don't even try to leverage the fact that they're friends with her kid to like, maybe get some leniency. Like, I feel like I would be like, hey, we're friends with your son and you, and he can vouch for us. We're, we're good people. We will make sure we can make this fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um. Also, Reggie does still have, like, uh, hints of blue on his face from the dye pack, which is good. That's how dye packs work. I do wonder, like, uh, is he just not going to go home for, like, two or three days till he can wash it all off? Because his dad already beats him. His dad's going to straight up murder him if he realizes he's the guy that fucking robbed his dealership. I feel like he could get away with just not going home for a little bit. Possibly. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Um, but Gladys, who is, um, you know, always on the hustle because these two dipshits don't know how to negotiate, uh, give, they give her all the power and she says, uh, very, you know, graciously, oh, of course I could, I'll be hanging around for a while. Um, but you know, in order to make sure you're good for it, um, or actually I need a fee cause I have to get all this dyed money laundered. So for collateral, I'm going to have to go take. That very cool car you came up in, whose name is Bella, I guess. Yeah. And then they somehow think that explaining that Reggie really values this car will make it less desirable to her also, as collateral. Also, okay, I understand that it's like a, you know, souped up, like, muscle car, but they're gonna mm-hmm. let him use their muscle car. Right, but that's his car, you know, he probably built that car. You, you, you know, I don't care about call, cars at all, so maybe I just yeah. don't, you know. Uh, imagine, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of, wh- what are your hobbies, Jesse? <laughs> if someone took my podcast and did right. it shitty. Yeah, imagine the podcast, imagine Alphabet Flights that you have been building for years. You have hundreds of episodes, 
And someone says, I'm going to host that now, but you can have this podcast. It also has hundreds of episodes. It doesn't quite hit the same, you know? I mean, it depends <laughs> on it depends on a couple of things, I guess. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I can understand it a little bit, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she says, don't tell Jughead about this, uh, which is a shady thing. I would like immediately go tell Jughead, but then she does give them a reason not to, which is if you tell Jughead, uh, that I'm doing shady stuff while I'm here in Riverdale, I'll have no other choice but then to tell Hiram how his wife double crossed him, uh, and literally tried to murder him. And that probably wouldn't go too well for any of you. Right. And so, you know what? That's a valid reason to keep this from Jughead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and now for step two of Cheryl's plan, apologize to uh, Moose for outing him. She really does almost fix everything. Yeah, that's the power of Cheryl. Well, mm, is it the power of Cheryl or the power of someone who is unburdened by Buddy? I mean, none, none of the things she did, other than, I guess, getting into college, really had to do with her money. Mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm I guess you could say, like, her raw charisma comes from being born into wealth maybe yeah she she doesn't have that worry really yeah and she can be openly out and, and, and like most people will really say shit to her yeah all right so here's here's a weird uh moment so earlier on when uh, moose said he came out to his dad kevin said i think it's time we should finally spend the night together oh yeah they're gonna um, fuck but then yeah but then the way they talk about the rest of it is um we're finally gonna do it. It's like they're gonna have sex for the first time. I think they've had sex before. No, I I think they might not have. I know they make out a lot, but I don't think they. Because normally, when someone's about to have sex, they at least show like the first couple of moments. Mm. It's just wild to me that they haven't fucked yet. When like, <clears throat> apparently, it's not that hard for gay guys to have sex in this town. There's, like, a whole area where, like, they just do it in, right? Yeah, there's <laughs> like, a whole area where it's just like, yo, do you want to be all of the gay guys and maybe have sex with all of them? <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like they, like, and they're, like, so horny for each other. I'm like, surely they must have fucked before this already, right? But, but maybe, maybe, who, like. Who can say for sure? Maybe Moose was, like, still so in the closet. Mm. He didn't want to yet. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. I mean, the, like, very first episode, they almost fuck. Like, they get out of their pants before they see a dead body. Well, maybe they um, see the here, dead here's body. Here's that moment for you. Yeah, you can... What? Maybe seeing Sorry. the dead body, like, just, just, like, was kind of, you know... Oh, you think that, like, traumatized him and, and put him off of, of sex? Yeah, I mean, it could. Like, it. I mean, stuff like that definitely can. But no, but... Fair enough. But Cheryl calls out yeah, in here, this... Here's the moment, yeah. <laughs> be like, well, 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 Moose... In case I'll bring a fresh <laughs> uh, set of sheets if I were you. A lot of people uh, had sex yep. on those on that cot. Yep. And Moose has a, I think, a appropriate reaction to be like, what the fuck right. are you talking about? But they're not wrong. Right. Uh, jumping back to plot point, uh, I can't remember, it, four or five. Yeah. Uh, the adults of the Midnight Club are all now all breaking into the school using the window they always used as teens. Um, the difference here being that you are full-grown adults. Use the fucking front door. What is wrong with all of you? <laughs> One of you is literally the sheriff. Fucking amateur clowns. Well, like, no. Hiram and, and Hermione used the door. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they both used the door. <laughs> like, God damn it. 
<laughs> so like I feel like FP and Alice uh and Alice were just doing it because we're like, yeah, we're tough and Well no, but like everyone else, I think, comes through the window. Like Penelope came through the window with Shadow Penelope wearing thigh high heels. Yep, see there's the rest of them. Keller and uh McCoy also come through here. Penelope. They're just being fucking dumb. Oh. I mean maybe they're regressing. That's, A little I mean, bit, that, yeah. that, I mean that... they talk about how it's like they never left. Yeah, like that's definitely something you can. Um, it's definitely something that that can happen because people often I'm regress sorry, when I'm they gonna... go back to like their parents' house and stuff. Like the mm. roles and stuff kind of shift back. Oh, sure, sure. Stuff and so I, I want to jump back a little bit here and rewatch that scene because I didn't see Reggie's dad come through, but he is standing in that room. So I just want to see if that was a continuity thing or if I just missed him. So there's Alice, there's Penelope, there's FP. I see Fred in the background there. Uh, oh, there he is. Yeah, I see him. Okay. I see a suit. Also, like, we, I feel like we need to know a little bit more about uh, Reggie's right. dad. He, I, know, I don't think he's actually spoken yet. Like, I know he's a piece of shit, but, yeah. like, let us know a little bit more about this piece of shit, you yeah, know? Yeah, the, the two things we know about him is that he beats his kid and he owns a car dealership. That's literally it. Which are two of the worst things you could do. <laughs> <laughs> um... And so they're like, we gotta find the chalices and drink the stupid shit and get out of here. Because uh, Penelope knows about poisons. She has provided us with a cyanide antidote uh, that if we drink beforehand, we will be inoculated. They do wait for her to drink first, though. <laughs> She's like, oh, come on, you guys. So they all take their little five-hour energy drink shots, and uh, they're ready to party. Yeah. Yeah. Hermione and Hiram definitely went through the front door like fucking adults. Also, <laughs> this episode makes made me realize that the uh, the actor that they got to play young Hiram actually does match quite well. Mm, okay. Um, it's just they it wasn't as buff, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, uh look, uh, Moose and uh and Kevin are in the fuck bunker yep. and they have uh they have all those uh candles which would definitely fill the bunker up with smoke, but whatever. Right. Um, well, I mean, you you need the scented candles to get rid of just the scent of sweat and sex and body odor <laughs> that plagues this place. I do think it was cute. Kevin's like lighting all these candles, and Moose comes through, and Kevin's like, "Oh, I know candles. It's cheesy, right?" And Moose is like, "No, nah, I got, I get it." And he pulls out his own candle that he brought. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, and you know, I'm glad that this does not end in any trauma. Mm. It's it's so nice that we get to see these two well, nice boys. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have, I see what you're saying. Yeah, these two nice boys, nothing wrong will happen. They're just going right. to have sex and feel so close to each other. Oh, Reggie's dad did get a line right there. So good for him. He's on the board. Um, but they're all meeting back up in the hallway. I mean, like, we searched this area and the other two searched this area. And everyone's like, well, we can't find the fucking chalices. And then I was like, wait a minute, where's Penelope? And then Penelope starts screaming, so they all gotta go check it out. It's almost like the timing was too... too good. Right. Um, and she's in a classroom, and, uh... Someone has written on the projector, Got You, in blood, and there's a, a you know, Gargoyle King skull on the table, covered in blood. And Penelope's so fucking shady here, yeah. And then Hiram's like, we've been pranked. Penelope's like, or... Check this out, what if... Uh, it's another iteration of the game. I feel like Penelope's doing like, I, something. Yeah, I here. feel like a prank is the more, much more logical thing here. Uh, instead of this is all part of some master plan to distract us. No, this that would be too, way too straightforward. Penelope is doing right. something. 
But uh, they all realize that, hey, we have left our kids alone tonight. We better go check up on them. So they all call them, and there's a fun little scene where all the kids have to answer their phones. Yeah. And they all actually do answer their phones. Good for them. Yeah. Well, uh, I will say also, mm-hmm. all the kids are fucking at the same time except for Almost. Josie yeah. and Archie. Josie and Archie, yeah. <laughs> Those two are just jam having a jam sesh. Everyone else is about to fuck. Yeah. Uh, so we start with Josie and Archie uh, both simultaneously receiving calls from their parents and being like, where are you? Okay, cool. Lock the doors. Don't let anything, don't let anyone in. Then meanwhile, Veronica and Reggie are about to fuck, possibly for the first time. Oh, no. Uh, it's actually... Sh- Reggie, okay. Veronica and Reggie was like, I feel like... So she was on top straddling Reggie. Mm-hmm. Veronica and Reggie. Like, it's just like, right. it almost... Like, for a moment, I thought, like, are they showing penetration on this goddamn show? <laughs> Uh, it, it is shocking to me that Reggie picked up the phone. Veronica, I could see, once she glances over and sees it's uh, her mom. Yeah. Reggie, I can't believe he would even look at his phone. Like, I feel like... This close to having sex with Veronica Lodge? I don't think so. Not Reggie. Yeah, I feel like Reggie would be like, hey, fuck off, Dad. And then, like, yeah. at least... Fucking do not disturb mode. Oh, I guess Reggie is worried about the dealership, uh, so he answers. <laughs> I love that she doesn't get off him, though. They're both having conversations while she's still shadowing him. Also, like, they're close enough that you would be able to hear that there's someone very close by answering yeah, a phone that seems true. very similar. But, you know, uh, they're worried about the kids, so I'm sure they aren't paying attention. Um, then Jughead and Betty are also about to fuck. Um, let's see if their phones are ringing. Also weird that these two would answer their phones, I feel like. Jughead, maybe. I feel like Betty would be like, my fucking mom probably wants to talk about the farm again. Fuck off, I'm about to get some dick. Uh, but they do, in fact, all answer. And uh, even even Cheryl, and just Cheryl, actually. Tony's not part of this. Yeah, Cheryl is in the uh, I Don't Have Parents Club, which is... Yeah. Well, wait, wait, did her parents die? Because you said her uncle kicked her out, so... Yeah, I think the implication is her parents are dead. Yeah, okay. Or gone, at least. Yeah. Uh, Also weird that Cheryl answered that phone from her hateful mother when she's about to get some pussy, but uh, she does. And then um, the only two who... Or the only one who didn't answer the phone, Kevin. And so, uh, thankfully, Cheryl's still on the phone. uh, And so Penelope asks uh, if she knows where he is, and luckily she does. Uh, these two are having a presumably post-coital cuddle right now, though they're still wearing shirts, which is weird. Well, I want to I wanna ask you, who do you think is top? I think probably Kevin. See, because, like, they're both beefy, like, they're both, like, yeah. beefy lads. Um, yeah. And I feel like Moose, he's beefier. But, like... Hmm, I f- Yeah, I feel like Kevin would be top. Also, That's not, that bed yeah. is not big enough for both of them. Like, no, it, that is that is a full at like, most, if like, not a single. Like, maybe, maybe with a Archie and Veronica. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a Betty and uh, Betty and Jughead. I mean, it, it's cramped no matter what. But, but like, I mean, when you're a teen, you, you take what you can. I've definitely had sex on, you know, like a single before. Yeah. It's not fun, but you can do it. Yeah, well, no, you could do it. It's just like, they're, they are two very beefy boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's cramped for sure. Yeah. Uh, so they hear the door opening. Kevin's like, Betty, if that's you, I reserved the bunker tonight to fuck. Um, but it's not Betty. <clears throat> it's some gargoyles. Dun, dun, dun. And I guess they know about this because they followed uh, Moose 
that's the only reason I can assume they know about where this is. Although, uh, I guess good on them for waiting till after they finished to raid this place. Oh, I guess it was probably just one guy followed them and then had to go back and get the other guys and show them where it was. You know, that can take 10 minutes, and that's probably all you need as a teenage boy. Well, I mean, it depends. If one of them might be on an antidepressant. It might I mean, this is also presumably the first time they're having sex, so I'm sure they were both plenty excited. Well, one of them, it might be a Herculean task for one of them to come if they're on an antidepressant. <laughs> well, it feels like they've had sex, and that they only got raided after they had sex, so... I'm gonna go ahead and say probably you know a quick a quick ten minutes. Yeah. Um, but they drag them out into the forest in front of the Gargoyle King, who's got two chalices. Um, Kevin's like they want us to flip for our fate because Kevin's played this game before; he knows what's up. Uh, and all the gargoyles pull out knives, indicating that if they don't do this, uh, Natch, they're gonna get stabbed to death. So, Kevin goes first, flips the coin. And is like, does this make you happy? Is this what you want, you fucking pervert? And is about to take a shot when... Uh... <laughs> you remember when you asked me if Cheryl has ever killed a man? And I said, maybe. Uh, I think she might have. I think uh, she's I guess very this okay. this guy's alive, but... I feel like uh, she- she's definitely shot at least three men at this point with her bow. She is 100% very okay with shooting people close to their hearts. Yeah. Uh, and with a with a bow and arrow, which makes it like whimsical. Right. Of- yeah, right. Um, so it's all the adults, and um, because one of them's a cop, they can just run in and toss them to the ground. And it turns out all the gargoyles are the ROTC boys, and the gargoyle king is none other than Mister Mason. Hey Jesse, where do you get that costume? Well, as they'll say a little bit later, we have gargoyle kings popping out of nowhere. <laughs> We've already we already caught like two of them. Yeah. Now, I understand the motivation. I'm just, where'd he get the costume, though? Yeah, and on such short notice. Uh, you know, it could be from a lot of different places. You know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you just go to the, go to the, the store that, that services both the cults. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you're just like, I need a gargoyle gig outfit. Um, so we're back at the sheriff's office and FP is interrogating him in his position as sheriff, which is very funny to me. But uh, this is where we get to have his uh, Mr. Mason's sad monologue about his past and how this all connects, which is that uh, he's played Griffins and Gargles before. That's how he convinced the ROTC boys to uh, participate because they all play the game now and he's their game master. So he made it a quest. But he explains that uh, when he was young, he was in love with Tom Killer and tried to kiss him. But Tom's not gay. Uh, somehow, and rejects his advances, so then uh, oh, Marcus is his first name. Uh, when his parents found out, they sent him to the sisters, you know, the gay conversion side of it, not the troubled teen side. Uh, and they locked him in the room and taught him how to play Griffin's and Gargoyles, which makes sense with the lore we've already established with Griffin's and Gargoyles. Um, and I guess the Gargoyle King scared him straight. Um, and now... Uh, as an adult, when he sees his boy with Tom Keller's boy, who he very cre- creepily says looks exactly like Tom Keller did back in the day, uh, he get he got very upset. Oh, and FP connects dots and says, "Oh, go ahead." Hey, did you did you say that the Gargoyle King uh, scared this poor little gay boy straight? 
Yes, I did. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, okay. Uh, FP puts it together. Uh, you wanted to do to your son what was done to you. Uh, destroy what you couldn't have. You were scared straight by the Gargoyle King, so you were gonna scare your son straight with the Gargoyle King. Very weird that he calls uh, him Moose here, his nickname, during this very serious scene with his father, but okay, FP. I mean, go off, King. Go off. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I don't know, Jughead and FP are talking right now. It's nothing new. They're just kind of recapping what was going on. Because as you've mentioned before, Jesse, the show does a lot of work at making sure we see that everybody's brought up to speed. Yeah, which I... So this is where plot seven gets a little bit more stuff. Yes. Okay, so we have Gladys and and, uh, Jellybean, or JB? Mm -hmm. JB is what she goes by now. Yeah, JB. She's wearing a Toledo Serpents jacket also, by the way, because I guess they started their own chapter, even though Gladys swore to her kid, uh, to Jughead, that she went legit when he visited. Yeah, but they're they're in the uh, trailer, and... um, and it's, it seems like a really nice uh, reunion, and everything's right, nice. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this is going to be ruined by any anything, yeah. like arterial motives or some way. Some way. Although I will say, um, actually, FP was right to divorce her, because this woman just fucking... Let's throw out the ulterior motives for a second. Let's just pretend that everything is as she says it is. This woman packed up from Toledo and drove to New York, essentially broke into this man's house, and then said... Hey, what's up? I'm thinking about hanging out here for a few months. Just gonna crash here, I guess. Yeah, she's a fuck. No, no warning, no announcement. I'm just here now. She's a scumbag. I'm gonna. Just yeah, be- like that's <laughs> that. That is impolite. That not only is that impolite, like, but that's also just you're uprooting someone else's life, like completely with mm-hmm. no with with no warning. On top of yeah. that, like, just call. Like, at all? Yeah. Even if you're yeah. gonna crash then, that same day? Especially because, you know, FP uh, isn't the most financially stable person. So, you know, having a whole other two mouths to feed uh, and, like, accommodate for in this very small living space, a little early warning would have been really appreciated, I feel. Yeah, because this isn't a large area, like... No. It's, it's cr- a trailer, yeah. <laughs> also, the serpents are sleeping on the front yard. Why did the serpent say anything? about that did forget about that <laughs> i feel like the serpent should have called their serpent king right like, uh, maybe they came in the back i don't know maybe <clears throat> it's also possible that uh she was like hey i'm here to surprise uh, it's me gladys jughead's mom i'm here to surprise him and fp with his sister slash his uh fp's kid uh so we're just gonna go in don't tell them that we're here it's gonna be really cool and I could imagine them being like, oh, yeah, dope. Yeah. And uh, just letting them through, yeah. But yeah, happy little scene. They're all reunited. Oh, yeah. All right, we're, we're entering the end game of this episode. <laughs> Which, uh, of course, involves a musical number. Oh, Josie does mention that the party got canceled because no one really felt like partying after, you know, two nice young men got terrorized uh, and thought they were going to die to the Gargoyle King. And this is and like this whole bit between Jose and Archie are just it's it's basically just like the 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 edging before they kiss, right? Yeah, because <laughs> like, I like they sing something. That's yeah. This is their foreplay. Singing is music's their foreplay. Uh, Veronica's is crime. Josie's is song. Okay, wait. 
I think Veronica, I think part of the foreplay could be crap, but I also think Veronica is like any tension at all. Mm-hmm. Because like Veronica, she pretty much jumped on Archie's bones when any, any moment she could if it was a little tense. True. So. But yeah, the whole song is just like, yeah, we're just going through the motions and we, we'll meet up someday and yeah. all this. And, uh, you know, they slowly get closer together as they're singing and Archie's playing his guitar, doing a cute little duet. Yeah, and they're in... Uh, I bet, I bet, uh, Archie is just being like, oh, fuck, did I do this with Val? <laughs> See, look, look at this wedding topper and tell me that McCoy isn't pegging Tom Keller. Okay, no, Tom, t- Tom gets pegged. Like, there's no way. That wedding topper is just like, uh, there's... The, the bride here is taller than the groom and, like, uh, they're doing the forehead touch, but she's the one on top. Yeah. Um I like I mean I'm sorry, this man this man be getting pegged. Yeah. This man knows his prostate. No, he I feel like I feel like he's uh very in tuned with his body and very okay with his sexuality. Well, hey, you know, as a cop, of course he's pro state. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for edging me with that. Uh I bet they do a lot of edging too. There's a lot of control oh, of that. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, now now we're doing the hotel honeymoon thing, and they've got the cake there because it was too late to cancel uh, that part from the party, and they're just having a cheeky little cuddle uh, after their wedding. That despite uh, doing it at the courthouse, they did get dressed up for. Um, but they're you know, in love or whatever. Oh, that is cute, though. Yeah. It's cute. I love you, Sierra. I love you, Tommy. Uh, and then Moose tells Kevin, hey, I'm getting written off the show, so, um, bye. Wait, does he actually get written off the show? I can't fucking remember, Jesse, but he's going away for at least a little bit. I, I just, I just, uh, I, I like Moose, though. <laughs> he's, like, yeah. one of the more complex characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, because logically his dad just got arrested for, you know, kidnapping a child and attempting to murder him. Um, and so that's his legal guardian, and there's he doesn't have any other legal guardians in Riverdale. So he's going to go live with his aunt in Glendale. Um, he does say that he can't stay here for now, um, hinting that, you know, maybe he could come back later. He says, at least not for a little while, we can't live here. So, we, you know, maybe he's coming back. I don't know. Mm, I sure hope. Like, Moose is actually legitimately yeah. one of the more complex characters, and he's he's really grown on me yeah. a little bit that we've had him. But I have a tearful goodbye, just like in Love, Simon, I'm assuming. I've never seen that movie, but... I mean, I mean I'm pretty sure there's something about that in Love, Simon, you know? <laughs> Um, next time, next time I go on a Bumble day, I'll find out because I'll watch Love Simon. Okay. <laughs> you might want to follow it up with Love Victor so you can get like an idea, like a longer format of what Love Simon is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're again in that period where you think, surely now we're done. No, we're not done. We still have to see step three of Cheryl's master plan, which is uh, just insane. <laughs> just. Just insane. Oh, step four, excuse me. Which is, um, hey, how could how could this town possibly sustain yet another gang? Well, it's simple, folks. 
Who's the one demographic that hasn't been gang- uh, turned into a gang yet? Lesbians. That's right. It's the women. It's the lesbians. <laughs> lesbians. Let's go, lesbians. There's no way this isn't just a lesbian club. I'm just saying, yeah. Leek, look at all those women. All yeah, of, you know, you're not wrong. Look at all of them. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, all just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all just tough, soft butch lesbians. Yeah. Um, but she was like, yeah, I just found a bunch of girls that, like, don't really have somewhere where they belong. And so I figured you could be their gang leader. Uh, and then they kiss in front of the lesbians, and you can definitely see one being like, oh, it's that kind of gang. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, I thought this was a kissing club. Wait, do we get yeah. to kiss you guys too? Wait, what is this? Um, and so one of the girls asks, do we have a name yet? And Tony, off the top of her head, comes up with the pretty poisons. You know, it's not the worst, but also, like, it seems very... Eh? Yeah, I don't love that name. I guess, like, Vixens was already taken. <laughs> yeah. You could do the poison Vixens. Wait, I feel like that might be confusing. Uh, it might be. Okay, and now here they imply that Gladys is actually the mastermind behind this uh, purchase, even though she called it her... Well, I guess she said, I figured she'd send one of her lieutenants. Never mind, I've got it now. All right, so Gladys is the mastermind. Uh, And I guess her mind just felt like she didn't need to tell them that that was who it was. Yeah. So I guess Gladys, like, really is that nasty. Uh... Would would she break her son's friend's kneecaps? Mm, I mean, I feel like well, she did do the equivalent of like like oh oh you tried so hard earlier, so it makes me feel like she has like some motherly instinct. You know what? Though I do remember just now that she did torture and murder murder Penny Peabody. <gasps> oh, so actually, yeah, yeah, she does it. I, with I guess Lee. she's pretty serious. I guess she's pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the actual stinger part. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So we have Gladys. And mm-hmm. JB. And JB's explaining that, uh, you're right, Mom, I've got, uh, Dad wrapped around my finger. Uh, and, and Glass is like, you're his weakness, his blind spot, which means now we control the whole town. Yeah. Sorry, the stinger, I believe, is them actually kissing. Oh, the singer's They've been actually... singing this whole time. Yeah, it's in been... In the background. Yeah, it's been in the background. Which, they sing the whole song, too. Yeah, I I do think it's a little cute how they how they set this scene up. Like they have this nice mm-hmm. soft lighting between them. Archie like kind of nervously moves the guitar out of the way, and they kind of. He also, I love this part. He asks, mm-hmm. "Can I kiss you?" Enthusiastic mm-hmm. sit <laughs> right there. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so they kiss, and um, yep. Which that's, that's it. It's weird. They kind of ended on kind of an okay note. Like I thought they would. Like mm-hmm. they should have probably done that before the thing because right. it feels like it undermines the the menace that's going to happen later. Mm-hmm. But you know, so that was the episode. Yeah, I forgot when I said that there wasn't a lot <laughs> happening. I forgot <laughs> about three of the plot lines. Yep, three of the seven plot lines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's, yeah, a lot going on. Sure is. Yep, so... I mean... <laughs> there there are currently three gangs in Riverdale, and I think Gladys is probably going to start our fourth. Mm. Yeah, wait. There's so many gangs. Yeah. How, like, just split the cult and the gang season up. Come on. <laughs> like, nope. Also, like, okay, 
I don't. What are the state of the serpents now? I don't have like the serpents have been a background character basically. I have no idea where they're at, what's going on. Like Sweet Pea and like Fang seem to be the only people who seem to get to talk. Yeah. Besides Jughead, <laughs> uh, JP seems to be all about uh, being a, like he just seems to be like the sheriff now, and he seems to be about that. So like. What's going on? Who, who, who can who can say? Well, like, well, like maybe maybe Gladys will take over the the Greendale Serpents and make it an actual fucking gang instead of the person who does stuff randomly for things for people around town. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out uh, like how long the Serpents have been homeless uh, based on when the SATs happened, but the SATs happened like all year, so that didn't really help me. Did you know that SATs are given seven times a year? <laughs> Yeah, SATs are, like, all the time, and you can retake them as many times as you want, as long as you have the money. Yeah. Um, but they've been homeless for at least as long as Archie's been in jail, so, like, at least a semester of school, they've just been camping. Well, did we see... did we see winter? No, no, because it started with summer. Mm, that's right, yeah, so... So it's fall. Yeah, oh, they gotta and figure that out. And we haven't seen winter yet. They gotta figure that out. <laughs> We haven't seen winter yet, yeah. but why are they doing? Why are they doing all the college shit then? That's spring semester yeah, that's stuff. Super early to be taking the SATs and everything. Yeah, like, but we know that it snows. It's New York. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Snow, it snows. Think, yeah. We've seen it snow. Yeah, they've had winter episodes before. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. 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 Did they skip over it? No, they didn't. Did they? think so this this show doesn't do a lot of time skips no it seems to be seems to go along like the most they skip is like maybe a week yeah. or so i i think the answer is just that the season is whatever is convenient for the writers at the moment <laughs> but like i feel like you should at least like some of those scenes would have been cool in the snow yeah yeah all right uh do we got anything else we want to talk about in this end section before we get to recommendations uh not really i feel like we're uh feel like feel like that's about it like honestly if i had more to say that that means another plot line existed right that i didn't realize and you know we've got enough plot inside the episode so if we don't need to add more outside of it so jesse why don't you just hit us with some recommendations so i went out mm. aside mm. To the movie theater. Oh, okay. To the movie theater. I know where this is I going. I watched two movies. Oh, two movies. All right, double feature. Okay. The first, mm-hmm. let's go talk about the first one. Mm-hmm. Pig. Hmm. We are in a Nick Cage like renaissance <laughs> right now. I am not joking. I'm not saying that as a joke or anything. He is pulling out some really fucking good like performances. Like, Pig, th- I feel like the trailer misrepresented it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what the actual thing is, but basically this dude who does a lot of truffle hunting mm-hmm. gets their truffle pig stolen. Right. And they have to team up with the person who he, who he basically, who pays him to get the truffles right. to find his pig. And let me tell you, it is not only is it gorgeous, we get like a beautiful, just beautiful, performance out of nick cage and alex wolf mm-hmm. like every part of that and like it's it's just trim 90 minutes too nice. and like every single moment of it was just 
it's a near it was almost perfect like for what the movie is supposed to be mm-hmm. it's almost perfect like nothing nothing was wasted everything felt like it felt built up to this um i don't want to say climactic ending but like this ending that felt perfect for the movie mm-hmm. um watch pig for real it is so good um and also i watched uh i also watched green knight which as you can tell dev patel Parte- patel is fucking hot in it. Like, mm. god damn, is he so hot? <laughs> it is, he's so hot in it. Like, he is just, like, like he, like, you think, oh, he's gonna do some night shit or whatever. He, he's out of that armor real quick, and you just see his fucking ripped ass chest for most, for a lot of that movie. I'm just like, mm, <laughs> something for daddy. Um, <laughs> but, like, but no, that's also just a really well done movie. It, really follows the pacing of a uh, more Arthurian tale. Mm. It's just it's a Welsh tale, but yeah, whatever. Um, it follows the poem pretty pretty closely. <clears throat> and and anyone who tells you nothing happens in it, they're not fucking watching the movie because it doesn't it's not like the the themes are hard to tell what they are. Mm. It doesn't hide it. They almost say what they are to your face. I just think people don't know how to watch it watch movies like i no, do because i'm smarter right, than them yeah no no but no but honestly it's getting panned by a lot of people because like nothing's happening or anything but there's a lot is happening cinematography is great you have um i want to know why it's because we haven't had like a art movie in like a decade it's just all been marvel blockbusters and that's all yeah, anyone it is, knows how to watch anymore it is like i mean i fucking watch i fucking watch blockbusters and art movies just fucking watch movies like come on just it's so easy to fight watch an art film but, and actually there, think about it he didn't fly through the air with cgi and shoot laser beams i don't get it so boring <laughs> so boring the cinematog- the cinematography in it it's just so good that just it is also good like i like this last friday for me mm-hmm was I watched two movies that were just like so good and I it was honestly one of the better days I've had in a long time. Nice. So so yeah, I definitely watch both of those. If anything, you get to see you get to see Dev Partel with like that sick ass like uh beard and it like his really ripped chest. Also, because it's an A A twenty four movie, you get to see some cum. Come on. <laughs> it's you get to see some cum <laughs> Well, I'm sold. <laughs> so yeah, you should definitely watch it. Like the Green Knight was one of my favorite, like kind of Arthurian legends mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or poems. I don't know exactly how to classify, it, but it was one of my favorite stories from that time. Right. And they just did it so good. Cool. Like, definitely watch it. Um, I, yeah. Also, I mean, you can also watch season two of Beast Stars, which is overly horny more horny than the first one and the second one almost had a rabbit blow wolf yep. so, second episode almost had a rabbit blow wolf so you know uh, that one's for all our furry listeners yeah that's for myself do, do you want to see a deer with big mommy milkers i mean who doesn't <laughs> am i right um as for myself i will be recommending a movie as well that i watched over the weekend but in my home because i don't go outside uh it's called uh gunpowder milkshake on netflix it's a netflix original um mm-hmm. it's just a fun time it is a movie about uh karen gillian's mom who is an assassin who abandons her and so she becomes an assassin um and then she rescues a kid and now she has to fight people 
and other assassins. Um, and there's, it's like just a league of like female assassins or something. Um, it's fun. Wait. Is this like, is this John Wick, but everyone's women? Uh, I don't think the choreography is as tight as John Wick, but that's kind of the vibe. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of women with guns. Uh, you know, I'm all about that gun caught up. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, three three women who work together that, uh, I mean, they're just, they're dressed in suits, so I assume they're lesbians together. Um, you know... You know, it's. I think it's just safe yeah. safe to assume that almost uh, a lot of women in media right. are uh, are lesbians. So like, and it's really fun because uh, the the way they do it is, uh, she needs to like Karen Gillian's character needs to get rid of some guns because you know she did an oopsie with them and they're hot. Uh, so she goes to the library and says she wants to return some books. Um, and then the three other female assassins are the librarians in their suits. Um, and then they, like, hide stuff inside the books. So, like, she'll, they'll be like, oh, you'll need a Virginia Woolf and a Charlotte Bronte. And they're all, they've just all got guns inside, which I think is very fun. Oh. Okay, is there any sapphic stuff in it? Because it feels like that's a movie you put sapphic stuff You'd in. You'd think, no. There's there's nothing blatant or explicit uh, oh. about that. Just three women in suits that live together in a library. Um, which is pretty you know, blatant I in could... its own right. <laughs> I can I can read some queer coding right. into that. I can read queer coding into a lot of things. Right. <laughs> but no, that sounds really good. Like I was kind of on the edge of. I'm just yeah. like, oh, what's that? So I'm glad it's pretty yeah, good. It's it's super colorful too. Um, it, it uses color Ooh. well. Yeah, it's it's not gritty in like the least. It it understands what it is and it wants to have fun. And I had fun watching it. Oh, also, one thing that I really appreciate about The Green Knight, it's not all gray and gritty. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, really vibrant and, like, a lot of nature and, Lo- and stuff. Love some it's color a- in a film, for sure. Yeah, I do, too. It's it's so weird that the people take the color out of the films for right. some reason. Um, all right, Jesse, I think it's your turn to sign us off. Uh, well, um, if you if you know one thing in life, don't out someone who's closeted, please. Like, just don't. Yeah. Like, again, I don't care if they're the gayest fucking person in the world. <laughs> don't out them before they say so. Act surprised, Ethan. And, you know? and bring some candles to the fuck bunker, because it smells in there. Oh, yeah, it definitely smells. Get some new sheets. Uh, yeah. Oh, so bye. Bye. <laughs> Stop. I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Get my pretty name out of your mouth. Well, you're not the same with it with